welcome to the Keystone Kickoff Show from the Labatt Blue Studio. Labatt Blue and Labatt Blue Light. Bleed blue and white, drink blue and light. And don't forget to try the new Labatt Blue Light Seltzer Variety Pack. Available at retailers throughout Pennsylvania. And welcome back to the Keystone Kickoff Show. It is quarter number two, brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. We all love a high-scoring NFL game, but at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, you'll be a winner once a single point is scored. New customers who bet just $1 on any team to score can win $100 in free bets. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code KSN. That's code KSN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook. You must be 21 or older, Pennsylvania only, new customers only. Restrictions apply in partnership with Meadows Racetrack and Casino. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. It's quarter number two of our show. I'm Jim Galante. He's Dustin Hawkinsmith. Dustin, uh, first quarter we hit the news. Now, let's talk about this upcoming bowl game. Um, we're going to have another week next week to really get into the nitty-gritty of it, but I want to talk to you about both sides of the ball, offense, defense, in the next two segments. Let's start with the offense. And what are the things that you would be looking for from Penn State, especially in the best-case scenario? How would this best work out? Well, let's start with the offensive line which has not been a success this year. A lot of issues there. We saw a couple interesting things when uh, the flu bug or something went through the team. They had to make some changes. We got a look at Landon Tangwall. Seemed to be pretty good in his one showing. What are you looking for from the offensive line this game? Well, certainly no matter what five are out there in, in a given series, uh, you just want to see these guys working better together. And I know that's obvious, but, you know, you do have several weeks between the end of the regular season and now. So any any issues when it comes to communication and, and things of that sort, you hope that they can kind of self-scout at length and, and solve those problems. Sometimes, you know, you have a bye week during the year, but how much time do you really have to address things that are, that are inherent on your roster? It's, it's so much um, week to week and game planning for opponents and things like that. You don't get a chance to really hustle and, and fix those things. So maybe, you know, they, they were able to work on those things, but I, you know, to me, you know, you're thinking all about 2022 with this group and what can happen to make this group better for 2022. Um, I don't think, you know, Phil Troutwine leaving is, is on the table. Uh, you, you can look at it and say, okay, their, their best player, uh, Rashid Walker is highly, highly unlikely to come back. I personally think, and, uh, that we won't see him in the bowl game either. He'll, he'll have left for the NFL having done plenty, uh, to establish who he is for better or worse. So to me, you know, I want one or two guys that we haven't seen a lot of this year, um, step into the a role um, and get people excited one way or the other. And two names really jump out, Olufashanu, um, who, who maybe potentially could be um, a left tackle, and Landon Tangwall, who we saw bits and pieces of, who was you know the best player in, 2000, in Penn State's um, 2021 class. So maybe you get a chance to see him at length and, and really see what he can do. 
Um, you know, I, I think maybe Juice Scruggs playing a little bit more at center. Some of these elements, you know, that that you can put in place and uh, and feel good that this group is capable of being better next year than they were this year. And what all is part of that? I mean, number one is just having a young player to step up. And number two is maybe finding a little bit of help in the transfer portal. So what we've seen the offensive line this year, you can ex- expect to lose probably three starters, uh, Rasheed Walker, Eric Wilson, and uh, Mike Miranda, I'm assuming. So, you know, you're going to have some, some holes to fill, and let's see what the young guys can do. Definitely we want to – if there's a place on this team where you're looking at this game as a preview of 22 – it would be the offensive line. I'm particularly interested in seeing Tangwa, who I thought acquitted himself really well, was the Rutgers game where he played the got the majority of snaps, and I thought uh, did pretty well. Rasheed Walker, that's going to be one of those interesting guys. I, all indications seem to say he's going to uh, declare for the draft, but he's another one that I would have to say. He needs better stuff on tape than what he showed this past year. It, it would really help him. Let, let me throw in there, like, you have seen a lot of really, really mediocre offensive tackles. Even if they bounce around the league, they hang around for a long time, Jim. Like, I, I think as soon as his clock starts, like, he is physically talented and capable enough to play in the league, whether that's as, as a, a big-time starter or as a journeyman or as a swing tackle. Rasheed Walker has such a rare skill set that he's going to be in demand for NFL teams for as long as he's capable of playing the game of football. So, you know, you can definitely argue that he could have better tape by now than he does. But you know what? He's, he's a balanced, pretty strong, pretty light-footed offensive tackle. You look at guys like I'll throw like an Eric Flowers out there who was kind of a draft bust, um, a, you know, however many years ago it was. He's still around, and he's still being utilized because teams have to. You just don't really get 6'6", 325, anywhere. You can't go into the marketplace and find that type of player. Rasheed Walker is good enough and talented enough that go do it now. I understand that there there could be, you could have, have better film and all that, but you know what? You're going to make a lot of money. Um, you know, Donovan Smith has been a really, really good player, and you had some doubts about him coming out of Penn State, too. Yes, I did. And Donovan Smith, it, I think he's the example that's brought up, but I look at him as more the exception to the rule. And I think Rasheed Walker could make himself a lot of money by coming back and being really good because uh, he has the physical tools to be really good. And we did not see that this past year. Now, maybe it's just a bad fit at Penn State. Maybe it's a bad fit with Troutwine. If that were the case, I would even consider you know, the transfer portal for a year and go be better somewhere else. Well, he would not be the first Penn State player, certainly recently, to be much, much better in the pros than he was in college. I mean, you have a pretty good list. Chris Godwin's on that list. Adrian Amos is on is on that list. Odafe Owe is on that list. I mean, they're there and, and it's no disrespect to Penn State, but they they've they have developed guys, they've gone on and they've found new levels to their game. I'm not saying Rasheed Will, Walker will or won't do that, but if he does, he would not be the first to do it. That is true. That's a nice list. But I wonder, too, if those guys, some of them could have stayed another year at Penn State 
and got drafted more appropriately to their skill level and still be making more money because they would have become first-round draft picks if, if that were the situation. And I would even argue with Owe, he was raw even going through his last year at Penn State, and we all want to put out there these, you know, the zero sacks. But that's someone, and I'm guilty of doing that. I'm one of those who would say that. But if you really watch the games, there were some plays that he made where he ran, ran the length of the field. You saw some of that skill, that speed. Um, he had quarterback hurries or where he was the reason somebody else got the sack. And it was such a small sample size because of the shortened season and he missed. So, you know, we could talk... That could be a good topic during the offseason, Dustin. But let's talk about a few other things besides the offensive line. Um, let's talk about quarterback Sean Clifford, who I don't know if you and I have discussed that he is coming back for next year. My question is, which Sean Clifford are we going to see in this bowl game? The one who the first half of the season was really good and led this team to a top-five ranking and had a couple touchdown lead on number-two-ranked Iowa. Or is he what we saw the last half of the year? Well, I mean, in that game against Iowa and even against Auburn, you know, you weren't looking at gaudy stats, but you saw a guy who was kind of feeling it and was throwing it in rhythm and um, was kind of like very much in tune with the with the offense. And then, you know, the injury happened. He gets knocked out against Iowa. He, he comes back um, against Illinois. He's not the same guy. And, and that's one of those times where you start really kind of swimming against the current. I think I felt like for the second half of the season, Clifford was to some extent swimming against the current and, and the offensive line wasn't helping him out. I think he just kind of fell off that level. And I really want to know if, you know, what is his true level? Because we've seen him kind of bounce around. We've, we've been critical. We've been praising of him. You know, I think in this game, if he can show that the, the what he was before he got hurt against Iowa is actually who he is, people would feel a lot better about this team's chances next season. Now you're you're no you're not really thinking about the future so much at this position. You know that this guy's coming back for another year. Let's start to imagine what he is capable of doing and what this offense is capable of doing with a, a full offseason to to work with Yursich and to kind of fix some of those things. So if he can do some nice things and and kind of uh, manage this offense as well as he was before he got hurt, I think that'd be a huge deal. My early bold prediction is Sean Clifford's going to have a big game in the bowl game. I think he'll be healthy, and I think he'll want, he'll want to prove something. But he's probably not going to have his best target. Jahan Dotson will either sit out, or if he does play, I would suspect he'd get the Barkley treatment with just playing limited snaps, which means the wide receivers look a little bit different. Parker Washington becomes your number one. Is he ready to take that job on? He's, he's to me, looks as ready as Jahan Dotson was last year. Uh, there wasn't a lot on film that said Jahan Dotson is definitively a number one wide receiver. Like, I think you could hope for it. So Parker Washington has done more his first two seasons than Jahan Dotson did. Certainly, you're looking at different circumstances, but Parker Washington is further is further along, might not have quite the same ceiling as Jahan Dotson, the player, but he's further along going into, into his presumed jump to the number one role. So I, I think he'll be I think he'll be fine in that role. I think he's gonna be great with a heavy volume of targets. I think he's over 
overdue for a consistent volume of targets. So I'm excited to see what that looks like. Um, you know, the, the bigger question to me, I guess, is probably, you know, Keandre Lambert-Smith as your number two, and let's say Malik Mega as your number three. How ready are those guys for their roles? But I have no doubts about Parker Washington. I think if you target him 10 times, he's going to be he's going to be a phenomenal player uh, in the bowl game and next year. Here's my second bold prediction for the game. Malik Mega. I believe will really, they'll look to target him, I believe. They've been talking him up all season, and I think with the opportunity, if Dotson doesn't play, Parker Washington becomes the obvious number one, gets a lot of attention, perhaps even Keonje Lambert-Smith gets some attention, and I think they forget about Malik Mega. What do you think? Well, I mean, if you forget about him, if you sleep on him, if you don't respect him, he's got the juice to take it to take it the distance. You know, we saw that against Rutgers, even though nobody was around to beat, he was just there. But he's capable of doing that at a high level, speed, size, everything. See that Rutgers? That was my point. They forgot all about him. <laughs> you know, a guy right who's what six foot four, two ten or so, and you and you lose him. All right, Dustin, that's it for quarter number two and talking offense. Quarter three. We're going to talk about the defense. Stay tuned. We all love a high-scoring NFL game, but at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, you'll be a winner once a single point scored. New customers who bet just $1 on any team to score can win $100 in free bets. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code KSN. That's code KSN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. In partnership with Meadows Racetrack and Casino. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Labatt Blue and Labatt Blue Light want to remind you that fall is the best season. Why? Because of football. Leaves. Fantasy football. Flannel. Beards. Tailgating. Oh, yeah, and more football. Welcome to the best season ever. Grab some Labatt Blue and Labatt Blue Light. Because it's time to get undomesticated. Beer. Labatt USA. Buffalo, New York. Always enjoy responsibly. 